to the team. So thank you, Amy, for... <clears throat> uh, it has uh, been great to have her here. And as you know, we've had some staff transitions and Amy's been in for the last three weeks. This is actually my first week with her, which has been an uh, incredible gift uh, for my position and what I do. And uh, she's been a great assistance in that. And then um, Joe Casey has been a great uh, uh, asset as well as he's moved into Brad Franklin's position. And behind the scenes, there's quite a few things that we're actually changing. Uh, a lot of people probably are not as sympathetic uh, as the staff is to the amount of change that we're doing behind the scenes to just make the offices uh, a little bit uh, more efficient, uh, job descriptions a little bit better, and uh, getting a little bit more done. And so uh, it's been good. And then obviously, I think uh, last week, Wayne mentioned uh, that he's stepping away at the end of December. So this will be Wayne's last year on staff. He is uh, planning on continuing to be around here and loving on you guys. I'm sure he'll preach uh, on occasion, and he wants to continue to do ministry out of Sierra Bible Church, and so be praying for him, and we'll keep you uh, informed when we do some kind of uh, thank you, an event for him of some kind. Um, we're going to be in Psalms, the book of Psalms, just in the middle of your Bible there, uh, and so if you have your Bible or if you have a digital device you want to use, go ahead and turn there. If you don't have a Bible, you want to use one uh, of ours, please uh, raise your hand, and uh, one of the ushers will, handly, uh, will gladly hand you uh, a Bible. And let me just kind of explain to you what we're doing this morning uh, and where we're going kind of in the future. Uh, and for those of you who are part of our church family, you just have an idea of what's up. So um, I was gone for the last couple of weeks, thankful for the, the time away. I was in uh, Southern California, which was actually a, a very pleasant experience. And uh, now we're back home. Did a wedding yesterday, which was another pleasant experience to be a part of. Uh, and now I'm here this morning. This morning I want to do a message just on gratitude and thankfulness. Some of this is attached a little bit to some stuff out of Colossians. Uh, so if you've been with us for a few months, some of it might sound familiar. There'll be enough new content, hopefully, to keep you engaged uh, and learning this morning. Uh, but that's where we're going to be this morning uh, out of Psalms. And then just kind of getting our hearts ready for Thursday. Kind of crazy to think it's this Thursday and then we'll all be eating uh, enough food to be borderline, if not crossing that boundary into the sin of gluttony, right? Uh, and so that's coming Thursday, uh, where we will all sin with our bellies, right? Um, and uh, just thought it would be good to position our hearts and have a message to kind of get us prepared uh, for celebrating Thanksgiving. Then, next week, we will start our Advent series. So I want to make you aware of a couple things. One, Advent uh, is where we celebrate for four weeks up to the point of Christmas Eve. We'll have two Christmas Eve services, 5 p.m., 7 p.m. 5 p.m. Uh, is way more busy uh, than the 7 p.m. because there's so many more kids at that one. So uh, if you're looking to make sure you have a, a, an easier uh, place to get a seat, the 7 p.m. Uh, would be your choice. Don't know what to expect this year. Uh, since last year was still kind of COVID, but we did it. Some of you started coming to church for the first time on Christmas Eve. Glad to still have you with us. Uh, we want to see more of that, obviously, this year. Two years ago, when uh, COVID wasn't a thing, we had uh, around 800 people participate in our Christmas Eve services. So uh, if, if it's anywhere near that, which it, it might be based off of what we saw at Trunk or Treat and things like that, uh, so come early, get a seat, invite people, because seriously, there's, there's probably five families that are here now that their first time coming to church was Christmas Eve. And, and, and they're still part of our family and, and all that. So that's great. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, Christmas Eve. Uh, and I thought I had something else I wanted to say to that. 
but I don't remember. So, um, you guys ready? Would you, uh, if you're, hopefully you're there, Psalm 69, and if you have the ability to this morning, the, the withal and the energy, whatever it may be, would you stand with me please as we kind of honor the Lord through the reading of scripture, and this, we stand not because we care about tradition or religion uh, in the, the typical sense, but we stand to just kind of get us ready uh, and for those of you who are not able to stand, you just position your heart before the Lord uh, and, and to receive what he has to say. So chapter 69, verse 30. I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. This will please the Lord more than an ox or a bull with horns or hooves. When the humble see it, they will be glad. You who seek God, let your hearts revive. For the Lord hears the needy, and does not despise his own people who are prisoners. Lord, fill us with your spirit this morning. Help us to acknowledge that you are here, that you are in our midst, and that you're working in our lives. We pray, Lord, that we would hear from you this morning uh, in a way that helps us move closer to you and to be more like you. In Jesus' name, the church said, amen. You may be seated. Um, So gratitude, the idea of of thankfulness or thanksgiving, I think we just first of all have to kind of recognize that our culture does not in any way try to to equip you or give you tools to make you a, a more thankful person, does it? Really, we, we live in a culture that perpetuates itself on wanting more and getting more. Uh, in fact, I, I remember doing uh, some research a, a little while back that, that scientists have come to find out there's actually a, uh, an increase in endorphins and, and, and a kind of false joy or whatever you might want to call it, happiness, with, with the anticipation of getting a thing rather than getting the thing itself. Right? So, so there are studies that basically show that you get more out of waiting for the thing than you do out of actually getting the thing. Right? This is why Amazon is so popular, right? Because you order it and you get that kind of initial little endorphin bump. <gasps> I ordered the thing. It'll be here in two days, right? Day two comes. Here's the thing. You open it. Uh, and then what do you do? You go back on Amazon and you order something else, right? We're just, it's a natural kind of American phenomenon. It's not for every culture and every place, every time. But it definitely is true of us. And because of that, we, we kind of have an inability of living in gratitude. And this morning, I think we're going to see the benefits of living with a grateful heart and why we should live that way. Now, in part, the message <clears throat> is attached to, to this reality that on Thursday, uh, we're going to be celebrating <clears throat> excuse me, Thanksgiving, and uh, we'll be filling our faces with turkey and, and, um, and uh what are some vegetables you eat? I was going to help the vegetarians out this morning. What do, you, what do the vegetarians eat on Thanksgiving? What do you guys eat? Are you vegetarian? Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know that. No, I still love you. Mashed potatoes, beets. What? I mean, squash. Just water. Just water. You think whatever you want of us. We just drink water. Um... Okay, so, sorry, not sorry. And he, he, listen to this here. The, 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 in 1620, the, the first Thanksgiving, around that time, 
the reality of when the pilgrims traveled over here, the reality of it would have been that it, that it wasn't filled with food and filled with plenty. It actually was very, very difficult. If you study history in regards to Thanksgiving, you'll see that that winter, all but three families that traveled over buried loved ones in, in the harsh New England soil. And it was a hard deal to get here. And the reality is, is that the first Thanksgiving was probably more about faith, faith in what God was going to do, faith in what God will do, uh, way more than it actually was about food, much more about faith than about food. And yet in, in the midst of, of a lot of loss and a lot of suffering and a lot of hardship and a, a lot of change, the pilgrims gave great thanks. And then it's really similar to what we see with the people of Israel. As they move from the promised land in Exodus, out of the grip of Pharaoh, uh, towards the promised land in freedom, we see that our thankfulness isn't attached just to uh, the very first Thanksgiving, but it's attached to the Thanksgiving of coming out of, out of the grip of Pharaoh, or, or rather for us in the New Testament, out of sin and out of the grip of Satan himself. One author says it like this, uh, For the Christian... The deepest roots of our thanksgiving go back to the old world, way back before the pilgrims, to a story as old as creation with a two-millennia-old climax that is the gospel. It is a story that keeps us going right on into the present and gives meaning to our little lives, even when we're half a globe removed from history's ground zero at a place called Golgotha. And so our thankfulness isn't isn't as shallow as I dare say as the, thanks, as the very first Thanksgiving the pilgrim celebrated, but our Thanksgiving goes all the way back to what God has done for his people in the Old Testament and then is magnified as the psalmist says, I will magnify the Lord. It's like putting a magnifying glass over the gospel and over Christ because of what he has done at Golgotha. That is the place of death where Christ died for our sins. We will magnify him and be grateful for him. So let's just define what thankfulness is, okay? Let's, let's kind of wrap our minds around this idea of what it means to be filled with gratitude. Number one, thanksgiving is thanksfeeling. Thanksgiving is thanksfeeling. What do, what do I mean by that? Well, look at Matthew chapter 15, verse 8, Psalm 9-1, as well as fifty twenty three. <clears throat> Matthew 15, 8 says, This people, they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And then he goes on and says, in vain they worship me. So he's saying, okay, there is a group of people who, who honor me with their lips. In essence, they're saying thank you, but they're not feeling the thank you. Or they're saying the thing about God. I love God. I love church. I love Jesus. I love the Bible. But in reality, there's really no feeling to it. Their, their heart is far away from God. Psalm 91, uh, I'm sorry, Psalm 9-1 says, I'll give thanks to the Lord with what? all of my heart. This is the feel, to sense, to know. He goes on and says, I will recount, notice that word, we're going to talk about that a little bit more, I will recount of all of your wonderful deeds, I will be glad and exalt you, I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. So now we see two things in these two verses here, Matthew 15, 8, Psalm 9, 1. One is this idea of, I'm going to give thanks, I'm going to feel this giving thanks, and out of feeling of that giving of thanks, you can see it moves into practicality that I will then sing of that thanks. So thankfulness is always attached to some kind of praise, some kind of singing out to God. It moves you to respond. 
So essentially, thanksgiving according to the Bible, feeling a sense of gratitude, it's not enough, it's not sufficient to just say thank you, to be polite, but you must feel that thankfulness. I'll give you an example. Anyone ever gotten socks for Christmas? Yeah, a couple of you get socks. Or you get so- if, if you give me socks for Christmas, I will probably say thank you. Right? A uh, couple very hard-to-get items right now, uh, Xbox, uh, PlayStation 5, video game systems. Some of you don't care. That's fine with me. But you just need to know. They're incredibly hard to get, okay? <laughs> now, if somebody got me an Xbox or a PS5, <laughs> there's a different kind of gratitude that's felt there, Right? Right? Do you remember? Some of you guys got to go back. We're going to be celebrating Christmas soon. Go back to Christmas. You guys remember opening up one of your most favorite gifts, whatever that gift might be? Right? I remember, this is a true story. My, my, I was into skateboarding. I know that, that seems hard to believe, but I used to be into skateboarding. And, uh, and I, at the time, how many of you are at my age, you can remember Vision Streetwear? Keith remembers Vision Streetwear. Vision Streetwear was the thing to get. It, it was the clothing to wear. And I remember I got a brand new skateboard. Uh, a Nautis skateboard. Do you remember Nautis? All right. All right. See, I told you, I know these things. I actually skateboarded. And um, I had a Nautis skateboard, and, and all the Christian parents hated me because Nautis spelled backwards is. I know. What was I thinking? And uh, I got this brand new Satan skateboard for Christmas. <laughs> And, uh, and new vision clothes. I got vision jacket. I got vision pants. I, and, and we used to live at the top of, uh, of um, uh, Meadowood Way. Uh, there's a street up there towards, towards uh, behind 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven, not this one, the other one. And there's a steep road. And I remember I got out Christmas. We hadn't had snow yet. I got this brand new skateboard, brand new vision street, streetwear stuff, got onto the road and went to go barrel down that road. And you know what I'd forgotten to do on my new skateboard? Someone say think. <laughs> what was that? Tighten the truck. Yeah, I forgot to tighten my trucks. I didn't adjust the trucks. So all of a sudden, I'm going down that hill, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just me and Vision Streetwear enjoying street. That's what that is. You enjoy the street. And I ripped my brand new, my brand new Vision pants. Right? It was immediately from gratitude to ingratitude, what is wrong with this? You know, stupid skateboard, it's his fault. You know, I blamed it on the skateboard. There's a, there, now, here's what I want you to understand about this idea, though. When you get a gift and you're thankful for the gift, it's one thing to be thankful for the gift, but in reality, biblically speaking, you're not as thankful for the gift, the socks or the Xbox. You, you're thankful for the gift giver, the one who gave you said gift, right? The one who, who has thought of you. Um, it, it, there's probably very few things that bring uh, the, that kind of you know, thankfulness and heartfelt gratitude when somebody that you love and you care about who doesn't normally get you a gift gives you a, a well-thought-out gift. And over the years, you know, God has been you know, very generous to me and my family in that regard. And, and uh, I remember I preached through Jonah several years back, and someone bought me this beautiful little... Uh, glass-blown whale with a teeny little glass-blown Jonah inside the belly of the whale. And it sits in my office as a reminder of that, that, you know, God is good and that this person was thinking of me. I'm more thankful for the people 
in my life than I am for the actual gift. And the gift, while I'm alive, reminds me of the person. But it's not about that possession because the, the fleetingness of the possession uh, does not last very long. So, so thankfulness is a kind of feeling. It's thank feeling, really. And that's okay to feel. Uh, Jonathan Owen does a great job talking about what it means for the, to have the right emotions for God. So does John Piper. There's other theologians out there that do a good job balancing between this reality that, that yes, as Christians, there's a very deep cerebral part of us that should exist. Right? We, we need to know theology. We need to know doctrine. Because the, to know theology, to, to basically have any thought on God at all, is theology. So all of us practice theology at any point in time. The question is, is it good theology or bad theology, good doctrine, bad doctrine? So all that we said, we love teaching. We love in-depth study. We want to go deep. And, and because we know that God, we can plummet all the way down into him and never find the full depths of how good he is. But with that said, as cerebral as we can be, we must also have an affection towards God something that is inside of us that we, that we feel, and thankfulness opens that door for that. Thanksgiving, number two, is devoted to the glory of God. So number one, it's feeling, but it's, it's feeling that's rooted in wanting to give God all of the glory. Psalm fifty twenty three, the one who offers thanksgiving as his sacrifice glorifies me. So what he was saying is essentially, right, you had all these people in the Old Testament who were bringing these you know, unblemished, expensive animals to the priesthood, these unblemished animals would be sacrificed to atone for their sins. And what, what the psalmist is saying, what God essentially says is, you can offer me all the best things. You can give me the best calf, the best lamb, and sacrifice it, but it actually means nothing to me compared to your heart of gratitude. That's what he's saying. He's saying you can, you can come to church every week but if your heart is not set upon me, then, then why bother? Why even bother doing it? And that's what he's saying about the sacrificial system. If you're, if you're just doing it for the sake of doing it and not because you're thankful for the goodness of God, then you're not accomplishing anything of any real value. It doesn't going to carry with you. And so uh, we're devoted to the, the glory of God and humility for what he has done for us. Number three, uh, again, this is all just trying to define for us the big idea of, of being thankful. Thanksgiving is God's will. Like, it's his will. It's a commandment for you as a believer to be thankful. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. Give thanks. Like, there's no option in here. There's no, let's pray about it. Let's think about it. It's no, no, no. Give thanks. And then he, he quantifies that by saying, in what? Who knows? All, everyone say all. So, so, when? Oh, always, <laughs> yeah. We're to give thanks in every situation and every circumstance. So yesterday, um, one of my favorite things to do as a pastor that I get to do uh, are wedding ceremonies. They're always a blast. Someone actually asked me at dinner during the wedding ceremony, the, the, well, not during the wedding ceremony, but after the ceremony, which is when you eat meals at a wedding case you didn't know and um and here we are we're sitting down eating and someone someone i did a wedding for another young man said hey do you ever do you ever kind of like you know get bored of doing weddings you've probably done enough now that do, do you get bored doing them and i was like no actually i, I don't and, I, and the reason i don't 
I don't grow bored of doing marriage ceremonies is because it's not lost on me that when, I, when God brings a man and a woman together, that, that in, like if I look at that guy and I look at that gal, there's a story that that guy has, there's a story that that gal has that's deeply rooted to their parents who happen to also be at the wedding. Right? It's not lost on me that, that there's a mom and a dad there who for the very first time in their life are with shaky hands handing their young daughter into what is equivalent to, to, to another man to take care of for the rest of their life. And you can see either the, the, the deep fear a father or mother has or uh, the deep amount of gratitude to now transfer said uh, uh, <laughs> responsibilities. And then as I stand there, like I, 